Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is Oscar Piastri the next Michael Schumacher? Or even Fernando Alonso? No, no, don't worry. I'm not getting into some big conspiracy theory or something like that. Or anything as contrived as saying, Oh, so-and-so is the next Michael Schumacher. Or, oh, this person's the next Ayrton Senna. This is coming straight from a person who has actually worked with Michael Schumacher and Fernando Alonso, Oscar's own boss, Andrea Stella. The team principal of McLaren actually talking about the reason why they kept Oscar Piastri for another two years. Originally, his contract was meant to end in 2024, but now it's been extended to 2026, which has made me absolutely elated. And I'm pretty sure that Oscar Piastri is elated too, even though he really does not show much emotion, but that's kind of partly why people like him. He is very dry and his humour is very, very dark, but also really engaging and endearing. You kind of just feel for him. And it's always funny when his mother's always teasing him on social media. You see, there's, there's something about Oscar that you really like. He's just charming in a way. Not to mention, he's really, really quick too. So the reason why McLaren kept him around doesn't just have to do with that raw talent and potential. It's got something beyond that. Something that McLaren have been craving, feasting on for the last few years. Fun, calmness, the chill factor. That's what Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz brought to them in 2019. A sense of enjoyment, a sense of purpose, a sense of optimism. I remember the days before they came along, the days of 2015 to 2018. And in fact, a little bit before that too, when Jensen Button came along, you were starting to feel like McLaren were turning into something that looked really cold and sterile. Something that really didn't suit the modern Formula One identity. Even before Liberty Media took over and Bernie Ecclestone was just saying really big nonsense every other day. Remember the double points of 2014 Abu Dhabi? Oh, that was just stupid, wasn't it? McLaren were turning into something that I really did not like. They just seemed boring. And no amount of money they put into the whole tuned thing could actually assuade the fact that McLaren just looked really, really 
stuffy and just cold. But if what Andrea Stella is accurate about what he's saying about Oscar Piastri and how he's like Michael Schumacher, you could say that maybe he's now known as Oscar Shoe Pastry. Okay, never mind. Oscar is supposedly excellent in developing himself and actually being relatively modest and understanding that there is always room for improvement. When you read that headline that Andrea Stella thinks that Oscar Piastri is like Michael Schumacher and Fernando Alonso, you'd be just rolling your eyes and going, oh great, okay, we've heard this before. But it is very, very detailed because if you look in terms of raw talent and results, it does not make any sense at all. In Michael Schumacher's first 15 races, he scored a total of 34 points. And when you compare Oscar's 15 races to Michael's first 15 races, and you use the old scoring system, Oscar would have scored about twice five points in comparison to Michael's 34. But there are some caveats to that. First off, the field spread in 1991 was very, very vast. Teams were several seconds slower than the top teams, and Benetton, they were amongst the front runners, third, fourth or so. The field spread is much closer, two, two and a half seconds at most. And also, fitness, Michael Schumacher set the bar. He was much fitter than practically anyone else on the grid. Even Ayrton Senna was not as fit as Michael Schumacher. And many drivers have since resented the fact that they have to spend hours in gyms training their necks to deal with the G-forces and Yuki Tsunoda to this day hates. He does not like going to the gym at all and he is not afraid to say it, that little Yuki. Michael Schumacher was leagues beyond anyone else. So there are some limitations in terms of comparing them statistically. So you can't really do that. But what Andrea Stella is saying is it goes down to the idea of building a community, a family. And you know that Michael Schumacher was excellent at that. In 1996, he went to Ferrari, who were in the doldrums, not really understanding where they were supposed to be. After years of Gerhard Berger and Jean Alesi doing the best they could, trying to muck in with some good results, they really didn't have a sense of purpose or understanding. Jean Tot came in, then Michael Schumacher, you had Ross Braun, Rory Byrne. You had that dream team, and Michael Schumacher was the catalyst to get it going. He was not afraid to keep on training, keep on testing, even though he was the best. He kept testing and training at Fiorano and other tracks long into the night. He was not afraid to keep on improving. And it seems that Andrea Stella has seen that in Oscar Piastri as well. And if you think that Andrea Stella was just some random grunt that Michael may have talked to once or twice in his tenure there, you'd be wrong. Andrea Stella is qualified to talk about this since he was Michael Schumacher's performance engineer for a very decent spell at the beginning of his dominant phase of Ferrari in 2002. Yes, 2000 and 2001, Michael won titles, but they weren't quite as dominant as 2002 to 2004. But he did see out Michael Schumacher's career in Formula One, so he would have been really, really close to Michael and understand what he requires in a car and the feedback that Michael gives to the team. I actually trust Andrea's assessment of Oscar. It just feels like he's wanting to actually work with the team. Oscar has said many times that he feels valued. He feels loved at McLaren. He wants to stay. This thing with the contract extension, it apparently was dealt with and sorted very early on. And that was very good, considering there were a lot of people saying that, oh, he should go to Red Bull next, but I don't think so. Mark Webber putting his boy at Red Bull, where team orders are de rigueur, I think not, because Mark Webber, he was in the middle of all of that in the 2010s. Would he really want to put his boy through all of that again? I don't think so. But another part of this story is about the comparison to Fernando Alonso and always wanting to improve. 
Even now, at the age of 42, Fernando Alonso is always trying to find ways to improve, always striving to be better. That mentality is really, really crucial and very, very useful because if you stop and think, oh, I'm the best, I don't need to improve, I'm pretty much at my peak. Well, how are you going to improve? And if you do falter, it's going to make you out to be a bit of a fool, which is something that Oscar isn't. He's always finding ways to improve and he's not afraid of telling himself off or poking fun at himself or admitting that there are some deficiencies. There have been moments throughout the entire season when Oscar has faded away, not really understanding tire management and openly admitting that it's something he needs to work on. When he has an incident, he's not afraid to admit that, yeah, that might have been my mistake or if he actually gets into an incident. He doesn't fly off the handle. He calmly just deals with it and gets on with it. Okay, maybe that's not quite like Fernando Alonso because Fernando does lose his temper when things don't go his way. At least he did back in the day. He's a little bit calmer now. But you feel like in terms of just wanting to improve and then building a strong sense of community, this blending of Michael Schumacher and Fernando Alonso actually kind of works because Andrea Stella is qualified to say that about Fernando too because he was Fernando's race engineer for four years. The entire time Fernando was at Ferrari, Andrea was right behind him and he actually followed Fernando to McLaren. You can relax that this is not just some kind of floofy way of just complimenting Oscar and blowing smoke up his bum unnecessarily. This seems kind of justified in the way I kind of like understanding the person. Now you probably, if you've been subscribed to my channel for a very long time, and I'd appreciate it if you consider subscribing if you're new, that I like to talk about the human side of things. And in terms of myself being an armchair expert or more like a an attic ladder expert, I want to understand what people are thinking and pontificate about stuff. I really liked history at school and inferring things and evaluating information and evidence and news articles that we get is part of my jam. That's really what I want to understand. So this article really fascinates me of the inner workings of the relationship between Oscar and McLaren and why he's staying there. But what does this mean for Lando Norris? Wasn't he meant to be the driving force of this new age of McLaren? Well, yes, he was the very first phase of McLaren becoming this more relaxed and calm environment, more fun, a little bit more informal, much more informal than the previous McLaren. Going back to Papaya, their original roots, it just felt right in a way. But Oscar has picked up the mantle and developed it further. You feel that McLaren is a really nice place to work at. They feel really relaxed and assured and now they actually have the results to back it up. They are very much in the fight for P4 and the constructors. And you feel like the potential that Lando and Oscar have is monumental, almost limitless. They are still in their early 20s. And if all goes well, they will stay with the team for a very long time. I wouldn't be surprised that they get into their 30s and at least one of them is still at McLaren, if they can keep the results up, of course. But I also feel like Oscar is very much an insurance policy for McLaren just in case Lando Norris decides to go and looking elsewhere because he has been putting feelers out there. He's openly talked about going to Red Bull, viewing it as a challenge, being interested in comparing himself to Max Verstappen. But Max Verstappen doesn't really want him there, wanting him to really improve alongside McLaren so he can actually have a good fight with his best friend and not have to worry about team orders getting in the way fighting Lando in different machinery. I'd be really excited to see a championship battle between Max Verstappen and Lando Norris at different teams. That would be so much more fun than having team orders getting in the way and only one of them getting to succeed. So I feel like Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri, if they work together and they don't come to blows like they almost did in Monza, they could be a really powerful unit. And actually having that familial atmosphere 
is very crucial for McLaren. I feel like it's very important for any team. That's why I like calmer drivers. I don't like drivers that stir the pot, rattle cages, really upset people. I know that Ruthless Streak does appeal to some people, but it just really does not appeal to me. I like the calmer, more calculating drivers. And when Fernando does actually flare up, sure, it's funny for a moment, but when you look at the human side of it, it's probably not fun to be working for Fernando Alonso and him chewing you out. It's pretty dire if that's the case. I wholeheartedly approve this decision of keeping Oscar and the reason behind it. Not only because of the fact that he is pretty good and he is the best rookie that we've had since Lando Norris, I imagine, but also for the fact that they picked him because he's a good egg. They like having him around. Next year, will we get a car that was truly tailored to Oscar and Lando's driving styles? Because Oscar jumped in in a car which was geared to Lando and maybe a little bit to Daniel, trying to figure out what they could do for him. So I reckon that the MCL 37, maybe? Really something that Oscar has put his stamp on. And I'm looking forward to that. And I'm really looking forward to what we can actually see and what Alpine might have had. Because you feel like Oscar, he's still a little bit sore about that. And Alpine are taking it in good humour, uh, we think, at least in terms of Twitter. So comparing Oscar to Michael Schumacher or Fernando Alonso doesn't sound nearly as far-fetched as you might have first thought. And maybe if Lando Norris does leave, Mick Schumacher could step in as a potential reserve. He is a reserve for McLaren, technically. So if you had Mick Schumacher, an actual Schumacher, alongside Oscar Piastri, who is acting like a Schumacher, you'd essentially have two Schumacher-esque drivers, which is something that back in the day, we would have never seen Michael Schumacher or a facsimile at McLaren. That's bonkers. Thanks for listening to my ladder ramblings. If you liked what you heard, do be sure to leave a five-star rating on your podcasting platform of choice. I really do appreciate it. And until the next time I traverse the ladder, I hope you have a pleasant day. Goodbye.